are so excited because Jesus is alive and that means everything is different. We're celebrating today as really the specialist day of all. And so we want to invite you to be part of our celebration together. You know, kids of all ages could have come down to our Bridgepoint location and received one of these awesome bags. And received one of these awesome bags like this. And in that, you would have found a note guide for kids of all ages to use just like this one. We encourage you to use it throughout the service to track along with what God is speaking to you and to even track how many of these awesome Easter eggs you can find throughout our That's service. My egg. Oh, I want it. That's I, my egg. Lay that egg. You I give that to me. <laughs> Fine, you can have it in this in the spirit of sharing. Now, if you didn't have a chance to come by and get one of these bags, that's okay because right now from where you are, you can download and print your own note guide to use during the service. You will want to keep track of all of those eggs that you find and maybe even where you find them so that you can uh, be part of a special giveaway opportunity we're going to tell you about in a little while, all right? You know, this has been a special and really a, a unique time for us in our world. And as we have been gathering together to worship the risen Jesus, we've been doing that in different spaces, like in our homes and other places. And so we want to invite you to check out how the Heritage family has been worshiping together, even as we're socially distanced. So watch this.
Qué hermoso el nombre es, el nombre de Jesucristo. What a beautiful, beautiful name it is. On that first Easter morning, the women went to the gravesite just to be near the one that they loved. In Luke 24, verses 5 through 8, we read this account. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men who were angels said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember, remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And then, and then they remembered his words. Ellas recordarán en efecto las palabras de Jesús. Jesus, the one who rose from the dead after just three days, like he said that he would. Friends, let's remember that Jesus always keeps his promises. And let's not just remember, let's remind each other of this truth that Jesus always keeps his word. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? Jesus, Jesus, the one who swallowed death with his triumphant life. Jesus, who had the last word over death, who removes the fear of death from us. Jesus, the one whose name is above every other name. In a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, guilt, death, are gone. This precious gift our Savior, our King Jesus Christ, gives to us. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, his life given so that we can also experience victory. Oh, praise him. Let's praise him together. weapon may be formed. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh my God will never fail. Cause my God will never fail And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle I'm not backing down from 
to him and him alone. Would you pray with me? King Jesus, risen one, we worship you in this place today. Father, we declare that you are worthy, that you are above all, that you are king of kings. God, and that you are on your throne. Jesus, son of God, thank you for dying on the cross for us. God, we aren't worthy but you are. Father, and you love us. So would you help us sit in that love today? Father, and ultimately, may today just be about you and praising you in your holy name. God, we love you. Would you, would you help us see you and hear what you're saying as we continue to worship through hearing your word? Bless this time. We love you. It's in your name we pray. And everybody said, amen.
Hey friends, I want to welcome all of you from wherever you're joining us. If you're online, you have access to some notes, the Bible, as well as an opportunity to chat with a few of our pastors right there in the online platform. Otherwise, I encourage you to head on over to heritageqc.com where you can download all the information you need for the next few moments. We are in a very unique season. This is a unique way to celebrate Easter. We're not celebrating the way we normally would. We're all wondering and, and praying and, and waiting for what's going to happen next in this very unprecedented global dynamic. It's changing the way we're celebrating this Easter. But the fact is, it's not so much how we celebrate, but who we celebrate that's important. And we celebrate Jesus. Because 2,000 years ago, a very different, unprecedented thing happened. It wasn't rooted in sickness, but it did connect to death. And it was death that led to life. Life that's available to anyone and everyone who will lay hold and step by faith to experience that life and not wait for it. You know, I'm actually reminded of a story that I once heard that I think might connect for our younger family members or maybe just those who are young at heart. It's not about bunnies, but it is about some turtles. And it positions us to think uniquely about our conversation today. It's a story of a turtle family that decided to go on a picnic and they spent seven months preparing because, quite honestly, turtles don't do anything very quickly. It takes a long time. But once they were ready, they set out together it took them two months to find the location that they would have this picnic. Then it took six weeks just to unpack and settle in and arrange things in space. And then they realized that they had forgotten the salt. Everyone agreed that it would be a disaster to have a picnic without salt. And so after a lengthy conversation, they decided that the youngest, littlest turtle would be sent to get it at home. The young turtle, although the littlest and the fastest, actually didn't want to go. But he agreed under one condition that they would all wait for him to return before they ate. The family agreed and the little turtle set off. After three months, he had not returned. After five months, after six months, it was in the seventh month that the oldest turtle finally had had enough. And he said, I can't do this any longer. And he began to unwrap a sandwich. And at that point, the young turtle jumped out of the bushes and, and shouted, I see, I knew you wouldn't wait. And now I'm not going for the salt either. I realize that's a silly story and maybe only funny to the youngest members of our church family. But I do think it helps frame how sometimes we relate to God. How sometimes we hold back and wait just to see if He's going to do what He said He was going to do. And in a headspace like that, we can make decisions in the present out of our experience in the past or out of fear for what might happen in the future. When we walk through life, we can bump into concerns and worries and stresses that can cause us to make decisions in the present that has greater ripple in our lives and the lives of others than, than it ever should. It can chew up a lot of headspace and it can impact us and it can impact others. Yet what we celebrate today, who we celebrate today, can remedy all that. The fact that we celebrate Jesus He's someone who can even rewrite our past. We celebrate Him. We celebrate that He rose, not that He died. It's really important that He died. Sin has a penalty. The penalty is death, and He paid that penalty. He paid that price. It's, it matters that He died, and we recognize that on Friday. 
But beyond the fact that he died is the reality that he came back to life. That, that after he was killed, he came back. See, lots of people have died, but only one has brought themselves back to life. And that means that we're positioned to experience that same life. He rose. Without that detail, without him coming back to life, without him bringing himself back to life, Jesus would, could just be seen as one more good, moral, sacrificial person. But he is so much more than that because he came back to life. He raised himself from the dead and he offers us that very same life. It's absolutely wonderful. But I'll tell you this, the resurrection of Jesus is not the only recorded resurrection. In fact, it's not the only resurrection that Jesus performed. We know of at least three other people that Jesus brought back to life. A, a father's daughter, a widow's son, and Jesus' friend Lazarus. Then there's the whole dynamic that a bunch of people came back to life and began running around town the night that Jesus died. Talk about a unique weekend dynamic. That's in Matthew 27 if you want to check that out. But the unique thing about Jesus' resurrection is the reality of life. The reality that He has life, He is life, and He gives life. Jesus has, is, and gives life. Even when we face illness, even when we face uncertainty or disease, He has and is and gives life. And the most surprising thing about Easter is not that Jesus came back to life, but that He offers you and I that very same thing, that life. You know, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and lived and died and rose again on what we could call the first Easter. And it's important to understand the implications of that reality. Because as we sit in present reality, we sit here today and we look back at the reality of what happened in history. But it's not just something that happened in history, it's something that can rewrite our history. It can change our past. And, and in fact, then ripples not only for today in the present, but has implications for the future. The resurrection of Jesus is not just something for the past. It matters today and it matters tomorrow. Now, imagine with me, if you would, that, that this little guy represents us, you and I, everyone, male and female, young and old. Each one of us at some point have entered into life. And as we live that life, we live in the context of time. And as we continue to move, our past increases. We continue to function in the present with the reality of future ahead. They're connected. Our life spreads over past, present, and future realities. And we actually live that life here in the present. It's not disconnected from yesterday or tomorrow. Our today connects in the continuum of time. Now, here's where it gets interesting for me. As we walk through yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we can bump into things that cause questions for us. It may be things that we don't understand. It just might be things that cause us to be interested or intrigued. But we bump into questions about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We can even bump into issues or concerns, uh, things that cause us to stress or worry about the dynamics we sit in. And no matter whether it's something from the past or present or future, any number of things can intersect into our thinking that chew up a lot of headspace for us 
as we navigate the realities of our past out of the realities of the present with an uncertainty or an inability to see the future. This is a space for us that we all kind of sit in and have to navigate. It's a space where we can actually get stuck because as we process questions and concerns and issues, we can find ourselves running from the regret of our past. We can find ourselves hiding in the proverbial bushes of life from a fear out of what might happen in the future. And we can end up being in a place that we're stuck as we worry about health and finances, relationships, even again struggle with realities out of shame in our past. But, but this is why the resurrection matters. This is why the resurrection changes everything. Because Jesus, Jesus is someone who exists before all things. He existed before creation. John chapter 1 tells us that he was there at creation, that everything was made through him. Nothing that was made has been made without him. And he, he not only existed before, he not only came and lived and died and rose again, he's coming back again. And when he does, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. In fact, he's someone who identifies himself as the one who was and is and is to come. And the reality is, if we're willing to live as he directs us, if we're willing to trust him, if we're willing to follow his instructions in life, then he's positioned to cover our past, present, and future. He's positioned to help us navigate the questions and concerns and issues that we bump into in life. And the reality is, he does that over and over again in lots of circumstances. He did it for the disciple Peter. Peter was someone who actually denied or betrayed Jesus three times. Yet Jesus covered his past, gave him purpose in the present, and he went on to have an incredible, impactful ministry. He did the same thing for a man named Paul, who started out killing Christians. But then, again, Jesus covered the realities of his past, gave Paul new power and purpose, and had an incredible ministry as a missionary and church planter. Even one of the thieves who was crucified on the cross next to Jesus, laid in life with tons of dynamics in his past, was able to experience how Jesus covers the realities of our life. And I want you to know, it's not too late. You're never too far gone. Unless you and I choose to wait in the bushes, waiting to see if he's actually going to do what he says, rather than laying hold of the life that he offers. Jesus is the one who offers life. He has it, he is it, and he gives it. And in all honesty, I know that each of us have things in our past that we wish we could remove. Some might be big or they might be small, it might be public or private. Maybe silly, might be serious. We all have things we wish we could remove from our past because quite honestly, they often impact our now and our next. But again, this is why the resurrection matters. It, it's how that first Easter changed everything, that we no longer have to be defined by our past. Whatever has happened here, and whatever might happen here in the future can actually be marked by his peace because one man overcame sin and death and positions us to experience the reality that good can come out of what's already happened and worry and fear can be replaced with peace by the one who is the Prince of Peace. Jesus has and is and gives life and he holds us and we live and move and have our being in him he, he can cover our past. He can rewrite our history so that we're no longer defined by the worst of us, but defined by the best of Him. That's why He can be Savior and Lord. 
when we choose to trust him. In fact, he described himself this way in John chapter 14, verse 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. When Jesus said those words, he was declaring that he is the way out of our past. He provides power in the present, and he positions us to experience the fullness of life and the promises in the future that he offers to us. He is the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the source of life for all eternity. He is the source of truth in the present, and he is the one who can rewrite the past. He is the one. It's incredible. And because the resurrection isn't just something that happened in the past, it actually happened for our past and for our present and for our future. Look, I want to encourage you, if, if you don't already, to start reading the Bible. See, the thing about the Bible is it's not written for us to believe in it. It's written for us to believe in Him, the one whom the Bible reveals. That may be a different way than you look at the Bible right now, but we're not called and invited simply to know this. We're called to lean into this so that we can know and believe Him. And when we know and believe Him, well, then we can understand ourselves more fully. Then we can begin to reconcile our past, our present, and our future. And in the space of knowing Him, that's where we ultimately receive life. He gives us life. When we know and believe Him, He has it, He is it, and He gives it. That's the beauty and wonder of the resurrection. And it's what we celebrate and remember today. It means that we can access this better word. This is the better word that Jesus offers, that we can have life. And, and the realities of Easter aren't so much about what He experienced, but about what we can experience because of what He did. You and me and all of mankind, we can know peace now. We can have joy now. We can know love now if we choose to lay hold of the life that he offers. In fact, the, the guy, Paul, who became a missionary and church planter, who had a bit of a rough past, he wrote something that's captured in Philippians chapter 4. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. He's, he says we're to tell God what we need next and to thank Him for what He's already done in the past. But then He says this in verse 7, Then you will experience God's peace now, which exceeds anything we can understand in our past, our present, or our future. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Look, in Him there is peace, even if we don't understand. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And you and I can lay hold of a better word when we trust in Him, when we follow Him, when we obey Him in this life. And when we do that, if we're willing to live in Him, well, then questions actually turn into the space to love, where we know how to love instead of just seek to understand. And places of concern actually become places of joy, where worry and stress don't prevail. And any number of issues in our life can actually be turned into places of peace no matter what we experience. This is the reality of what Jesus, the one who was and is and is to come, offers us today. He's the Prince of Peace and we can know Him. In fact, we can have life in Jesus. Now, today. But that requires a choice. 
a choice of how much we allow His life to be breathed into our lives. To, to have the promise of what is next and to live in the freedom by His power from our past. As we live in that today, all comes when we choose to step by faith. We can't sit in a space where we hide in the bushes waiting to see if He's actually going to do what He says He's going to do. We have to step by faith. When He sends us to Jesus, we've got to go. Otherwise, when we show up later, we won't receive the reception we thought or hoped for. We need to step by faith. And so the invitation for all of us, the invitation is to live in Him. One who came 2,000 years ago, who laid down His life, who broke the bonds of sin and death so that our past does not have to define us. Your past does not have to define you today because of what Jesus offers. Instead, we can live in His power now and lay hold of His promises next as we choose to walk in relationship to Him, in His life-giving power, not in ours, but in His. And we can actually be someone who says, as Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 2, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, past, present, and future, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the invitation that we have today. It's what we can celebrate today, where we no longer live for ourselves, but we live in him. And we have his resurrection power within us. And it means we, it happens when, when we allow him to have control as the one who was and is and is to come, to have control in our life, to be the one who manages our past, present, and our future. And each one of us can step into that today. I'll tell you this, that that is an ongoing journey. It's not a once and done thing. Yes, when we ask Him to save us, that happens in a moment. But then we're positioned to walk a lifelong journey of daily surrender, of, of choosing to allow Him to direct our steps and walking by faith in Him even when we can't see what's ahead or even make sense of what's happening behind us. If you want to experience that kind of life that He offers today, I want to invite you to step with me, uh, freedom from the past, uh, power in the present, and hope for the future. But in order to do that, you have to receive what He offers, to step into a space, not just watching from the bushes, not just waiting, but starting by walking by faith. And it begins with a prayer. It begins with a conversation that I want to actually pray right now and invite you, if, if you're ready to step into that life and to receive the life that He offers, to pray this prayer right along with me. This is how that prayer may go. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today, I receive you as my Savior and I put my faith in you as my Lord. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In your name, amen. That's the beginning of life and just the beginning. And we would love to celebrate with you. In fact, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd love for you to grab your phone and simply text the word LIFE to 309-250-2007. We want to celebrate with you and direct you to some of your next steps of walking in the fullness of that life. It's not our intent to bug you out of that space. We just want to equip you to lean into the next season. You can even interact with us online. There's a live prayer button that you can click and, and have direct conversation and interaction with a pastor right now in real space. And if you're someone who maybe has walked with Jesus before, maybe you drifted into the bushes for a while, 
but today you're choosing to lean back in and experience the full life that he offers, I'd invite you to text us the word again to the very same number. Because whether you're choosing for the first time or whether you're leaning back in after some time away of a relationship, there's an opportunity to step towards some next things in the journey with Jesus, and we love to walk alongside with you. Because we can all be free from what was. We can experience the fullness of His power now, and we can live in the hope of His promises next, if we choose to receive the life that He offers. Not waiting in the bushes, not just leaning back, waiting to see if He's really gonna do what He says, but stepping boldly by faith into the fullness and into the power of a resurrected Lord. You know, I'd love to introduce you to a friend of mine. His name is Mason, and Mason's a member of our Kiwani campus at the Kiwani Life Skills Reentry Center. And I want to invite you to listen to his journey and his story of moving towards life and the promises of Jesus in these next few moments. So take a look at this. I grew up in a Christian household. Both my parents are very spirit-led. And um, I went to church on their accord, but I was never fully into my walk with God. I was just there because my parents wanted me there. And then um, at the age of 17, I decided that I don't want to go to church anymore. And I just walked my own path through life. I think ultimately now I can say I was searching for love and I wanted genuine love. And I know my parents loved me and maybe some other family members, but I never really felt like a fullness of love. I started using prescription opiates and that led to using heroin because that wasn't enough. And my heroin addiction became so deep that through it, I lost my soul, and I didn't really know where I was in life and who I was. I was empty. I'd do anything to get more drugs. I would steal, I would lie, I would cheat. And my family members had no clue that I was using. It was all in secret. And little did they know, I, you know, I'd mask it with just humor, and just a smile on my face. And, uh, but inside I was so broken. And I remember I was in my cell and I was watching TBN and I can't tell you who was preaching that day or what they were even saying. But at that moment, he said something, and I felt like it was in sync with my heart. And um, at the end of the service, um, he asked if anyone here would like to accept, accept Christ in his heart to recite this prayer. And at that moment, I recited that prayer in the cell and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. that very moment, not only tears were streaming down my eyes, but I felt a huge, heavy burden 
a heavy spirit just lift off my back. And I knew at that moment, um, he delivered me from my old self. And um, I just, I felt like a new creation at that point. I felt real love, true love. What I was searching for throughout life, that was that love. It was the fullness of God himself that entered my heart. And it's indescribable. Um, I've never felt so free in my life being locked up. When he gives us something, he gives it to us abundantly. And he gave me true love from himself and through the hearts of others all around me. So he really gave me a whole new family as well as my immediate family, but a church, a body, and that um, created support, um, encouragement, um, growth, and just friendship at a great level. In holding on to God's promises, uh, we know that immediately, sometimes they pass, sometimes they don't, but with great patience, they come to pass. My name is Mason Haas, and this is my resurrection story.
It covers me with destiny It's making all things right The precious blood of Christ It's rewriting my history It covers me with destiny It's making all things right The precious blood of Christ It's rewriting my history It covers me with destiny It's making all things right The precious blood of Christ truth that we just sang about, that his blood speaks a better word for you and for me. Well, my friends, my family, it's been a wonderful time worshiping with you on Easter today. And we're just really excited to sing one more song together because it's a song of celebration. So whether you're at your dining room table or in your living room, I want to invite you now, stand up, let's lift our hands, let's celebrate together that the risen Jesus calls our name and we too can run out of that grave. Amen. Come on, let's sing this together. Tu perdón 
now your mercy. Now your mercy has saved my soul. Now your freedom is all that I know. Listen, come on, sing. This really is a glorious day. We've had a fantastic time in worship with you, connecting with God and others in our purpose together. We're so thrilled that we've gotten this time with one another. By the way, how many eggs did you find? I hope you know we had 20 different eggs hidden throughout the service, but I have not been able to find the very last one. Maybe somebody could help me do that sometime. You know, in all seriousness though, we are celebrating with those who have stepped into life, who have received that better word this weekend. And you know, it's not too late to say yes to life, to receive that better word. In fact, using the information on the screen right now, you can text us at any time to let us know that you've said yes to life or you've again renewed your relationship with Jesus. You'll receive a response right away with some fantastic next steps. You can also call our Pray with a Pastor uh, line every day and immediately get connected with a pastor who will hear your story, pray with you, and help you identify your next steps. 
It's really our heart to make it as simple as possible for us to take those next steps together. Whether it's making it as simple as possible to hear and receive that better word of life, or to step into meaningful community with one another, even as things are kind of crazy around us. So you'll want to check out heritageqc.com or the Church Center app and choose Heritage Church. And when you do that, you can sign up for a new virtual learning group starting this week. It's called Long Story Short, and you are not going to want to miss it. We want to make it as simple as possible for us to share in radical generosity together and be part of the awesome story that God is writing and telling through the Heritage family together. You can be part of that by giving online or by mailing your contributions to us at the address on the screen right now. Go to heritageqc.com and click on the Give tab, mail that contribution in, or use the Church Center app. Now finally, we want to hear from you about how you experienced Jesus this weekend, and we want to see your awesome artwork on those note pages that you completed. And we would love for you to share those with us by tagging us using the information on the bottom of the guide tagging us at Heritage Kids. When you send that in, you'll be automatically entered to receive a special gift, a special prize, a, a, a giveaway from us if you send that our way. Sorry, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit distracted. Did you hear that? If you send it in, you can win a prize. I, I did hear that. I was the one who just said it. <gasps> send it in, tag us at Heritage. I knew I'd find you. Best <laughs> Easter ever. That is the creepiest thing. I don't even know what I was saying anymore, guys. <laughs> Have a happy Easter. When circumstances are overwhelming, we can feel like it's impossible to think about anything else. But the invitation we're given is to fix our eyes on Jesus. Join us as we explore what it means to look up and hold on to the never-changing always active promises of God. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord God, the one who made all things. <laughs> 